So on the uh, 6th of May, Nicole, you um, basically posed a question um, on Facebook where you were basically, where you basically said, um, for those of you who started your own thing and struggled to just get started, what's your best advice now? That got me wondering, you know, because you are, you know, a massive radio personality and it sort of got me thinking like, why would Nicole post such a thing? You know, is she starting something, you know? So what basically, you know, was behind that post? Yeah, sure. Thanks for, thanks for having me on guys. It's really awesome to have interesting conversations with um, other sort of like-minded and interested people. Um, quite refreshing, actually. Um, so I, I work um, quite a bit in the social and digital space during the week. So I think people know me from radio, but I'm a, I'm a very interested person in, in new different things. Um, so on the weekend, I, I have the weekend breakfast show on five and then Monday to Friday, um, I want to say it was my side hustle, but it's not like my main hustle is doing social media and digital consulting and management for, for various small businesses and individuals that aren't really great with their own social media or digital presence. Like that's not their main thing. Their business is doing this, but they, they understand that they need to have a presence on social media um, just because that's what the landscape is. And it's been interesting to see um, a lot of people, especially now during lockdown and COVID and everything, uh, changing and deciding actually they're going to leave their day job and they're going to do this startup thing. I myself have considered starting something up, not necessarily uh, a product that I'm going to sell, but just getting something started. Um, it's sort of linked to radio and I, I don't really want to go into too much detail, but if you guys really want, I can like tell you what I think my idea is, um, but just to, just to kind of gauge where people are at with starting your own thing. Cause for me as a human being, who's only ever done one thing, the fear of failure is so huge. I don't like the idea of failure. So I'd rather just not try. And I wanted to get some advice from people who have taken the plunge and who have done the things and are making it happen and just, um, yeah, just get some of their learnings. Um, actually, I'm really curious. Are you maybe ready to share some of the things about that new venture? Yeah, look, I'm happy to. I'm happy to. So it's not it's not necessarily like a super big secret, but I just don't want to be one of those people that's all talk and no no action. So for the longest time, I've um, so some backstory. I was the program manager at Vits. Um, they have their own campus radio station. So I was a program manager there, and I really enjoyed developing talent and um, sort of training the presenters and the producers and the newsreaders and, and sports presenters and talk show hosts and, and helping them with, you know, being ready for radio. And I did that for about two years and a few months. And then I got offered something else at 5FM, which was actually to help with the digital and social media. So I did that for a while. And then, um, oh gosh, when was it? Not last year. 2020 is a blur not last year, it was 2019. I was lecturing at, um, I was lecturing radio second year. And then I got let go in April last year because of the Panini. And they were like, sorry, you know, we, we're going to be doing online courses. And instead of needing three lecturers across the three different campuses in the country, we're just going to have one and you're not the one. <laughs> so I was like, oh, that like, that really sucks. Cause I really enjoy teaching. So I've been thinking about putting together a radio course and starting that and um, developing it, especially now because so many things are online. Um, you don't have to go to a campus. 
You won't need to attend classes. It can literally be like modules online. And once you complete it, you'll have like an assignment to to put in, which is obviously audio related, which I can listen to and then grade. And then at the end of it, you know, you hopefully have the skills um, and the and the knowledge to to be able to put together a podcast, put together a radio show, do a pitch for um, a show at a radio station and something like that. So that was kind of the idea, but it's, um, you know, an idea. You had a seamless transition from, you know, doing the whole radio thing to social media and more behind the scenes and stuff. Would you say there are any similarities that sort of made it easier, you know, or made the jump from doing radio to, you know, handling social media, you know, a lot easier for you to handle? Mm. I think content is content. So whether you are dealing with content visually or in terms of audio or text, you know what the interesting part of the content is. And if there's like, if there's something that you like a message you're trying to get across, you will know the parts of it that are more interesting to people or less interesting. I don't know if any of this is making sense. Um, but I think, I think being somebody who is immersed in media um, whether it is social, you know, television, radio, music, whatever, the media industry, it's got a, it's got a common language. Like you can, you can understand it and trends and pop culture and like things that people are talking about, things that are moving and the way things are happening. So I think if you are immersed in, in the culture of, of, of pop culture um, it's regardless of whether it's on radio or television or uh, a podcast or on social media, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Trilla, whatever, it's all kind of the same. You recognize that the, the trendsetters and the tastemakers are where they are, what they're doing. And you will, you need to kind of stay on top of that and whether it's, it doesn't really matter what the platform is. So I think if you are somebody who is fluent in, in like the movement and staying on the trends, um, you you will be able to manipulate the the platform that you're on to best highlight those things. Uh, but essentially, radio is it's just a platform. All of the different platforms deal with the same things: um, entertainment, information, maybe it's educational. All of these platforms are doing the same thing, and it's just how you choose to highlight. The content and and use the content to the best of your ability no you explained it really well actually um you know did you get a satisfactory answer from you know the question that you you had asked on on the actual post no no i found i found that a lot of people um maybe didn't understand like what i was asking i i was kind of looking for people to be for me i'm very open and honest so i, I kind of just expected people to be open and honest there were a couple who were um, and some, some people were like, have, make sure that you've got like three to four months of salary or like money in the bank so that you can not have to worry about that and just get yourself off the ground. Um, other people were like, you know, it's so hard. What are you doing in this country trying to da da da? Um, so I, I found it was less, uh, optimistic than I was hoping. So I was looking for some real hands-on like, cool, make sure that you have an accountant, make sure that you keep your receipts, do it now, you'll regret it later, the sooner the better, like that type of thing. I think I knew what I wanted to see and I just saw very little of it. Um, maybe the people that are the, that are doing the things didn't see my Facebook post. So that's, that's also completely fine. Uh, but there was, 
I think maybe Facebook probably wasn't the best place to ask. And maybe I don't have the audience either. Like maybe they're on different platforms or, you know, not my followers or not the the friends that I have on Facebook who were, who were replying to that particular, that particular ask. But I know a lot of people in the startup space, um, regardless of whether they're entrepreneurs or, you know, act like online business or, or something like that, who have, have done it and they've really struggled and some have fallen out and some have had to close their stores and others have changed and diversified and are, and are absolutely cruising. So there's a space for it, for sure. You said you came to that answer yourself just by looking at what was lacking in the answers you were getting. Mm. Was that one of the things that made you start looking at the educational <laughs> venture that you wanted or were you already in the process? I've been in the process, Megan, for like, oh my gosh, it's probably been seven years that I've had this idea. The, what's made it different though now is that when I was originally thinking about this um, this radio course thing is that I it was before COVID and I was trying to find a classroom. I was trying to find a space that would be accessible to as many students as possible. And I was trying to think of the hours that they could come. So it would have to be after normal school hours or work hours. Um, I was trying to think, uh, is it like close to to transport routes or highways or um, taxi routes or things like that. Um, I was trying to find a space that had tea, coffee, a whiteboard, um, good security, good lighting, a generator. But now you don't need all of that stuff because we can do it online. And I didn't, I never thought about that because in my mind, it had to be a traditional classroom. That's how people were learning. We, no one was doing courses online like we're doing now, like even normal class. And I was, and that to me made it more possible because now I don't need to have, um, I don't need to have rent. I don't need to physically print out um, a textbook, um, wait for attendance, wait for people to come in or go. If you want to start a week later, you'll just start a week later. I'll give you access to the material a week later. Um, the only thing, obviously, with this being a, a radio course that I have in mind, Oh, guys, you better not steal my idea. Hey, now I feel stupid. Um, but the the only thing with the radio course is that it, you need to practice and therefore you need to have access to a microphone and a recording device and hopefully even a studio. And that's the thing where I think I would maybe maybe have or probably have a an advantage because I've got a network of people that I've met over the years at various radio stations, community, campus, corporate, you name it, PBS, um, commercial, that have studios. So if I can come up with an arrangement where my students can do their demo and record it in a proper studio, a radio student have that on-air experience in an actual studio, maybe not on-air, on-air, but just a proper studio experience and have a number of hours there, then I'll feel like I've done a good job. And I think I can do that. I feel like there would still be some value in uh, creating a brick and mortar infrastructure in terms of a country like ours where we have issues with data access. Um, and you, especially if you want to create quality content that might be data intensive. Mm -hmm. So you would still have value in terms of providing a relief center that maybe gives students access to the professional equipment that would prepare them better for um, mm. fieldwork in their actual environment. So I think yes, I want to say I want to say yes, but I can access 
far more people if it's not a specific time, a specific day, a specific place. And if you can, if you just have to get through two hours within a week and then the next week, you know what I mean? If within your own time, I think it opens up a lot, but I absolutely agree. There needs to be like that studio experience or the broadcasting experience within a studio. Unless of course you are just wanting to do a podcast, like what you guys do. And in which case you would just record on whatever device you have. And you would have to show me that you can edit, put it together, that you can get to your hook, that you can um, come up with good conclusions, that you can, um, you know, make a deliverable package with, with what you have. So whether it's in a studio or at home, I mean, the opportunities that we have now that actually we've always had, but only we realize now because we've been forced to use them. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. There's, I mean, I know for a fact working in, in radio, most of last year, people were broadcasting from home for a national broadcasting station. That's unheard of, but people were broadcasting from their houses all over, all over the country. And it was coming through via the internet and then going out to the nation. And if, I mean, if we could do that, I mean, this a little course, like what I'm trying to do is we'll be fine. <laughs> Would it be viable to have this course be your baby? Obviously you created it, but have it run under an institution that's already, you know, running or already established. Um, for example, if you could get this particular course, you know, at UCT, for example, is that an option that you've maybe looked at or considered? So the, the place where I was a lecturer, they do have a radio course because I was lecturing there. What I've found with the the courses in radio, and I say this with all the respect in the world, I myself don't have a course in radio. I learned radio by doing radio at a campus radio station. I was doing a, a different, I was doing a degree, like a normal textbook degree that was that's not related to the arts at all. And at the same time, I was at a campus radio station. So what I wanted to come up with was something for people who are not necessarily um, going to a, a tertiary institution that has a campus radio station or people that are, you know, working already that don't have the time to go into a varsity or, or something like that. They just want a short course that's at a time that suits them um, so they, they can acquire the skills Maybe it's for a hobby. Maybe they want to have, like I said, a, a podcast or a radio show, an online radio station, um, or they want to be able to put a demo together and go in having the skills. So there's lots of, there's so many radio courses. There's lots and lots and lots of radio courses that people can do. My, my issue with a radio course is that you are not guaranteed a job at the end of that three-year course. So I wanted to give you something or give people something short um, from a... Um, from somebody who is in radio, just the skills. It's not going to be all the theory. I'm not going to tell you about ICASA. I'm not going to tell you about the BCCSA. You don't need to know about NABSA. You don't need to know about like needle rights. If you want to go on air and you want to make good content and be a good presenter, how do you construct a show? Um, how do you produce it? Um, what sort of team dynamics do you need to have? That's kind of like a very practical approach to to getting into radio or just to go from like from from nothing to broadcasting in the shortest amount of time. Do you think there would be a, a market for that? I feel like I should maybe pay you guys for this information. <laughs> 
100% Nicole like I think even with myself and me's right now you know it's a very good opportunity for us to learn especially from someone who's been doing this for many years and has a lot of experience under her belt so I think you'd be surprised at how many people would actually sign up you know as far as I'm concerned mm. <laughs> sign me up fam mm-hmm. yeah same awesome if you need beta testers we're here cool cool I think I'm gonna do like a probably like 10 people for my first one and then just like get you to write a review and then I can start pushing it out. My problem, you know, what kills me though, is the self-doubt. I keep for the longest time, you know, I told you I had this idea for like seven years for the longest time. I was like, who am I? Who am I to put a radio course together? No one's going to do my radio course. It's such a silly idea. Who's going to come to me for a radio course? And only now in the last couple of years, I was like, but like, who else are you going to go to? Who there's no like, and then like, you know what, actually I've been doing this for a long time and I know a lot of, I know a lot of things from, you know, failure or having to, having to hustle. Like, oh my gosh, like we were saying like technical issues on, on, on a podcast, technical issues with a, with a live broadcast, that's next level. Um, having to figure that out and, and make it work. And it's, I mean, I've, I've been doing this radio thing. So I started a campus radio. I started when I was 19. Guys, it's way over a decade, man. Like I'm in my thirties. I'm, I'm not 25. Like this is a lot of um, stuff. And then I realized I was like, my whole career has been at the SABC. I was there since I was 21. Like, I was like, no, I think, I think I actually, I, I think I actually can teach. And I think people would, would be interested. And if you're not, then that's also fine. You don't have to come to me to learn stuff. You can go anywhere else. You can go anywhere else. So I think I just want to say, um, disclaimer, I don't have anything to sell or can, cannot promise that this is how it's going to be because maybe it's not even going to happen. It's a great idea that I've got and I just don't know if it's going to happen ever because like I said, it's been probably seven years. Saying it out loud, seven years sounds so disgusting. It's been seven years on and off where I have this idea and I'm like, I've got to do it. And then, you know, life happens and then you're like, oh, I've got to do it. But the last, this last year now, man, man, yeah. So earlier, Nicole, you did mention that uh, you'd be able to teach, mm. you know, someone who would be interested in getting right into radio. Um, and one of the key aspects I'd like to think would be content creation. Mm. You know, you're always here with the radio DJs. They're able to create content on a daily basis, you know, a, a content that will pretty much, you know, every single day there's something mm. new that they're sort of offering and stuff. And how do you go about that, you know, coming through from someone who's got a lot of experience in this, how do you ensure that, you know, you're able to consistently bust out mm. fresh pieces of content that would keep, you know, the people engaged? So I'm going to start off by saying that not everyone can be in radio. Not everyone can be in TV. Not everyone can be a musician you have to have a, a natural skill. Like you need to be, especially for radio, I think you have to be interesting. Like you can be so damn hot. No one cares. No one cares. With radio, you've got to be interesting. With TV, you can be uninteresting and hot. We know this because people are looking at you. With radio, people need to be interested in listening to you. Um, and you can't teach that. So you've got to be honest with yourself. A lot of radio um, presenting I think is knowing who you are. And that takes a couple of years to get into like being, some people are just born comfortable in their skin, man. That's so so great. It's such a skill being okay with not being perfect, being okay with being a bit of a nerd or uh, being a bit of a rebel or being a bit of a whatever, just owning who you are and knowing which parts of that you're, you're willing to express on air. 
you know, publicly. That's a, that's the, I want to say the first part. And then once you know who you are, like, what do you want to be aligned with? So let's say with you guys, Sludge Underground Podcast, you guys have a th- sort of theme. You have like sort of things that you're not going to be doing a podcast on like the seasonal herbs to plant in this temperature so that you can have, you know, a beautiful garden and vegetables. You know what I mean? Like that's not your content. That's not your audience. So knowing who you are is important. And then the platform that you're on. So for me, I know what fits well with my personality and the things that I find interesting that it would be a natural fit. Then you've also got to look at the platform that you're on, the station that I'm on, um, and what would be a good fit for the listeners as well as for me to be talking about. I generally find a lot of things interesting. If I find it interesting, I then think, okay, how would I be able to translate this? So you've got to be current. You've got to know like the songs, the movies, the artists, the musicians, the award ceremonies, the breaking news internationally, the things that are within your realm. So if you are genuinely interested in music, then you've got to know like the the K-pop thing. I know a girl when I was at uh, Vow FM at Vitz, oh my goodness, it was like 2013. She was going on about K-pop guys in 2013. And we thought this kid listen, we'll just let her do her thing. Her name was Felicity. She's beautiful. She's amazing. And Felicity was the producer for the top 40. And Felicity was obsessed with K-pop. Now, what do we have? BTS is the biggest boy band in the world, in the world. And she was, I want to say seven, eight years ahead of her time. Um, That was her thing. So if music is your thing, you've got to be into it and about it and then talk about it and then stay current. Um, so finding your niches, the things that you are super interested in, that you know a lot about, and then bringing that into your content, not to brag, but to keep it interesting. Hey, did you hear this? This is, oh, the latest with regards to whatever. I don't know if you got, like, I'm I'm a super nerd. Like, I, I love science-y things. Like, there's this comet that comes around every 300 odd years. And they've now worked out that in, like, the year 3,300 and something, it could be, like, a near-fatal like extinction level event. That to me is like, oh, I obsess about that type of thing. It's not for everyone, but I know that it works for me because I'm genuinely obsessed with it. So I would talk about that type of thing on air, but that's essentially what you do. You stay current with things that are happening in media, with the things that interest you in general, and then you're having conversations about it. You're just having conversations like, hey, did you hear about this or whatever? And then you can the, then you get the people that are creatives within content creation and you can take it up a level. So let's say I'm a great lyricist or I'm a, I happen to be a musician or a rapper or a comedian. I can put a skit together. I can put a spoof together. I can put a little mock song together using the lyrics that I've created about this comet that's now going to potentially be hitting Earth in the year 3,300. Are we going to stress about it? No, because we're not going to be here. But maybe we should have a plan. Should we start planning for this comet? Not, you know what I mean? So you can um, mind map it. Like, okay, so this is the content. How are we going to execute it? Especially like, let's say now we had the Olympics. Everyone going on about the Olympics. What would my angle be that would be different to somebody else? What would your angle be? What would the presenter after me, what would their angle probably be? Okay, cool. Then we're going to make sure that we do this kind of angle so that we're still staying relevant to what's happening in the world, but we are also keeping it on brand with who we are and how we would execute that thing. But now looking at radio as a profession, you know, if you're doing this sort of on a mainstream level, would you not be restricted, 
you know, when it comes to the content or the things that you actually talk about. I mean, if I'm interested in conspiracy theories, um, would I not be sort of constricted or boxed into not talking about conspiracy theories and maybe opting to talk about something that would be more um, or would be considered in touch or perhaps something on the mainstream of some sort. Um, are there any limitations like that at all? And if there are, how are you able or how do you work your way around those? So, I mean, you before you like jump into a radio station or, or um, obviously corporate radio, like um, for retail chains and stuff, there's ve- it's very restrictive on the content. That's literally just like, um, you know, time, temperature, song back announced you go in you go out it's just about keeping it light keeping it bright keeping it moving so that's not radio radio it is but it's it's like you're just a voice in the background for content radio before you commit to a a station i would say that you've got to be true to yourself like is this a stepping stone am i just here for a little while to learn some skills and then go on to the next one or is this where i want to be for a while if it's a place you want to be for a while you want it to be a place that you're going to be comfortable with like um you can take your shoes off you know take your jacket off let it hang out like put your bun up you know relax. Um, the content that you can do at a station, as long as it's not, I'm going to do, it's the BCCSA rules. Like it's not promoting anything harmful to any people. It's not sexist. It's not racist. It's not, um, provoking violence. Conspiracy theories don't do that. Me going off about the fact that I think the, um, the, the lack of interest in what's happening in astrophysics is di- the people are more interested in what's happening with the Kardashians' butts than they are about what's happening in space. And space is definitely more relevant to all of us, especially if this meteor might be hitting us in the next however many years. Like, I can say that because I believe that. The station doesn't have to, you know, put it on a billboard. But <laughs> if that's something that is, is, I think, cool and interesting, that's why you've got to have a really good idea about who your audience is. If I think the audience will find it interesting, if I genuinely think they will, and I am genuinely interested in it, then it's great. Then it's great. If I genuinely think that something is super interesting, but it's never going to appeal to the audience, I am going to shut up about that thing and I'm not going to talk about it because I know it's not the right place. But if I think if I think it's going to work or I think I could interest some of you, like for me, astrology, you know, horoscopes, that type of thing. It is so stupid. It is so stupid that I am obsessed with it. It is like, it shouldn't make sense because I'm a, I'm a woman of science. I have a, I have a science degree and this shishi poopoo stuff that's in the back of a magazine that they're now a lady with like purple hair dye and like lots of rings is now telling you, but like, she can't, she can't work out the lotto numbers, but she's not going to tell you your future but I believe it. (laughs) I don't know why, but so many people do as well. And it's fun and it's relevant and it's, it's relatable. It's super relatable because I know that there are a lot of people who are like, Oh no, girl, I can't be dating me in Aries. Aries are not, no good for me. That's, I know, I know for a fact that there are a lot of people that feel they're either super into it or super not. There was a presenter on five a long time ago who was incredibly polarizing incredibly polarizing. His name is Gareth Cliff. People either loved him or they loved to hate him. And like he would go on about political things or his own personal opinions on whatever, but he knew his stuff 
He was so interesting to listen to. And I knew nothing about politics at the time. And I would listen because I was like, this guy knows what's going on and he makes it interesting. And there were people who would phone in and they were angry all the time and whatever. But guys, they were listening. They could have tuned out, but they were interested. They didn't like him. They didn't like what he had to say, but they were still tuned in. So I think there's, I really do think that there's a space for everyone. And if you, if you don't feel like the, the commercial radio space is for you, then you can create your own space or you can find another platform if it's not radio for the content that you have that's interesting. Maybe it's videos. Maybe you're doing like, I don't know, TikToks about it, or maybe you're going to be doing blogs about it, long form writing, whatever. But I really do think that don't think, oh, commercial radio is going to stop me from being me and what I want to talk about. If you are interested in having a show that's all about cars for an whatever, you can be like, listen, I want to do a talk show for an hour. It's all about cars. Once a week, cars is what I'm going to talk about. And pitch that to the stations who you think would be interested in having you, then that's your thing. And there is a space for it because there are stations that do that type of thing. You know, I, I imagine I imagine yours might be something to do with, with music because I know that you guys have like a musical background and are in a band. So maybe it'd be like helping bands out. Like, how do you come up with a song? How do you write lyrics for a song? Like, maybe you're just providing a service to a radio show. It's a feature. Like, it's, it's, it's songwriting 101. And this is how we're going to help you. And um, it's it's for, you know, it's a youth radio station or maybe it's for a more mature listenership, whatever. Like we've got to help you. You've now got the time on your hands. You want to be able to put a song together. This is how you do it. And you know what I mean? There's there's no limits. There's no limit. Oh, I am such an optimist. It is sickening. It is sickening. I, I love this platform too much. Maybe, yeah, I love and hate it. I love and hate it because it's broken my heart, but also I've seen such beautiful things happen at the same time. So yeah. I'm actually really glad that you're opening up, you know, to us about these things because I was under the impression that radio, you know, if you're in radio, you're very restricted in terms of what you can do and talk about. So, you know, having you say these things and, you know, teach us about, you know, these things is, is a point of reference for me and, and, and an opportunity for me to, to grow, you know, from any misconceptions that I may have been under. So, yeah, grateful for that. It depends on the station. Nasipi, I'll say it depends on the station. I think I've been very lucky at I've I've never been restricted at at five um or at Radio Two Thousand where I was before in terms of the content. I think there's some commercial radio stations you've got, um, especially like Drive and Breakfast. So they've obviously the presenters have a lot of freedom, but they will maybe the time span, it's like your link is two minutes or your link is three minutes because we've got ads coming in now. You have an interview that's paid for there. So it's not like, it's not, they're not trying to restrict you because, you know, they're trying to control you and you're a puppet, but it's like the stuff that's bringing in the money needs to come first. That's where it gets difficult because if we're not a talk station and we're a music station, we need to make sure we play the music and we need to make sure that we do the things, the sponsored things that brings in the money because we're a commercial radio station, um, privately owned. So it it definitely does it does depend and you know what guys starting your own radio station it's super possible i mean you guys have your own podcast you literally you can you can literally talk about whatever you want and put it on air and put it out into the universe as in the internet and there's an audience for it just market it properly people in like belgium could be listening to you people in hawaii people in you know somewhere in south korea 
the internet is an amazing, amazing thing. And there are, there's so many platforms. If you want to do it like a YouTube thing. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely fascinating. And don't speak to more people in radio Nisipi, just to find out the realities, but don't be put off by one radio station because they're not all the same. I'm wondering if that type of attitude of being optimistic and being allowed a degree of creative control went into developing things like self-care sessions and get busy, um, where you were maybe on that and you were like, this is what I want to do, this is what I want to say, and mm. you developed these brackets where... Um, oh, yeah, it wasn't a manager, yeah. Because you talk about so many things mm. under these brackets, they act as really good umbrellas mm. to be able to expand on different interests. A hundred percent. So we, I realized that I have very random conversations all the time uh, in the shows or, or things that are interesting and relevant and, and occurring. Um, but we, um, you, you kind of need to have um, what do you call like placeholders. So we, they're called features within radio. And you know, at certain radio stations at a certain time, there'll always be this thing at like 10 past seven, it'll be the, the comedy thing or whatever. And at the same same day, I mean, different day, same time, it'll be a different comedy thing. So those are called features. Those are stables um, that a, a radio show will have. And each show needs to have a certain, or you don't have to have a certain amount of features, but it just helps to, um, with the flow and with the, for the listener as well, it creates um, what you call um, appointment listening. Like if they know that they like listening to this thing at quarter two, they'll be sure like, oh, shucks, I better go make sure I'm listening to that thing that I like to listen to at that particular time. It creates an appointment. So we were looking at the the audience that we have, which are um, young adults. Um, and one thing that I've become quite um, fond of is, is well, not fond of, um, a supporter of is, is mental health and having good conversations around mental health. And instead of just having like a mental health corner, I thought we could expand on that um, it was actually Bibi who's on the drive show. She was sort of shadowing and she said, you know, we should call it just the self-care session or self-care Sunday. Instead of just having these random conversations around um, mental health and looking after yourself, whatever, we can just put it under self-care sessions. I was like, that's a beautiful idea. Um, she wasn't quite sure of having the feature that, but she said self-care is something, something we should. And we kind of workshopped it and we thought self-care sessions would be great. And we can t put like physical health, mental health, spiritual health, um, your like, um, the superficial, like beautification things. And then also like working on like, uh, allergies and that type of thing can all fit in there because my show is more of a lifestyle show and that fits in within that. So, and I work with that because I'm interested in all these like nerdy things and, and upliftment and, and bet bettering yourself. Then for the Saturday, we're like Saturday people are still on the hustle, man. And we know people have the side hustle. Side hustle is strong. Side hustle is relevant. So get busy is all about helping people with the side hustle. And we're going to speak to people who are doing those things. So the features that we've created fit within what the station is looking for, for the audience that we're speaking to, but it also fits within like my persona and what I'm interested in so that I'm not doing something that's hollow. And yeah, it absolutely works together and having the freedom to, to create this. And, but every single feature, unless it is, um, no, all the features that I know of at the station, none of them are like management says, ah, you've got to do uh, news and sport. That's it. News and sport is the only thing that we absolutely have to do. That's not controlled by us. 
Um, and that's, that's, you know, the ICASA, is it ICASA? was the National Broadcasting Association of South Africa. I think it might be NAPSA. Um, but you have to because we're a national broadcaster. News and sport has to happen. Other than that, there's music. And then the talk that happens, each show is different and we decide. Like each presenter has chosen what they want to do and what time they want to do it. They run it by the program managers. It needs to make sense. And then that's kind of how it happens. How did you guys think it happened? Similar to that, but it's it's nice to know that there aren't as many barriers in terms of being able being able to choose your talking points. Yeah, I think I, maybe maybe I haven't worked at enough private radio stations, but I think if you came up with the idea, often with the private stations, I think you can come up with the idea and then they'll have to have a sponsor. And once there's a sponsor, then you can go ahead with it. Otherwise, they'll just be like, maybe play the music. But I don't think it's, um, I don't think it's like that. I don't think it's like that. Yeah. The last time I saw um, something about your setup, it was at The Zone in Rosebank. Are you still broadcasting from there? No. So I've been going into the SABC the whole time. Um, the There was a relationship that we had with The Zone, and I think that was for a month or two um, sort of, it was kind of like between levels of lockdown. Um, yeah. So that's, I don't think, I don't think we have the space anymore. I think there's actually a store there now, um, at the zone, but we are permanently at the SABC in Auckland park. Um, and then, uh, we've also got, uh, presenters that are in Cape town that broadcast from there, but no, I go in Saturday and Sunday to, um, the main, yeah, Johannesburg, Auckland Park Studios, where 5FM is. The Rosebank thing, I think it was just for like outside broadcast vibes, which was so nice because I got to see humans, like like people walking around and stuff. Because normally you're just in a studio and you don't see anyone. So that was very nice. Have you ever had any any spooky experiences in SABC? Oh, how much time do we have? Because that place is big. So many corners. Dude. So many corridors. Dude. Long ago when I started there, I was doing, what time was it? Three till six, three to six or four till six in the morning. And I was, I was working at Radio 2000. I was like an intern. I had like a three month internship, like my first, um, exposure to the SABC. And, um, the, the floors below like ground level, there's K1 and K2, which I believe is for, it's Afrikaans for basement one, basement two, Kelder, Kelder Ian, Kelder Twee. Cool. So what I found out was that apparently these basement levels um, are built so strong because back in like the apartheid era, they were worried, they being the, the white people who were building it, um, were worried that it was going to get bombed by, I'm guessing, anyone, I don't know, was going to bomb the SABC. So just in case the entire building could be down, like flattened and the underground would had the main control. So it's like really solid and, and deep in the ground. Cool. Now we know. So I'm there trying, all the passages kind of look the same and it's kind of like that rubberized flooring where it doesn't echo. Like it does. And they're all, all the corridors look the same and there's lifts in certain corners. And then there's like that like 
the 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 carpeting that's got the glue underneath that's you know anyway it, it like old school hospital vibes is what you get like with the vinyl linoleum flooring going up to the wall cool shop like there's pink there's beige that kind of feel and there was this one elevator now this elevator didn't have a sensor I mean, because it's old. It's like from back in that like apartheid era old, I think. Old. And it didn't matter what time of the damn day I was going, that elevator door would open. And I've, I would start sprinting from about like 20, 30 meters before and go like past that lift. And I would just hear it go, ding, like with the door opening. It didn't, guys, it didn't have a sensor. I'm telling you now, I didn't have a sensor, but it knew when I was coming. So I would just like start my sprint from like before I even got close and then like try and try and hook a, hook a right as close to the corner as possible so that I really wasn't close to it. And I probably was like four or five meters away from the door and it would open up every time, creep me out. Um, uh, sometimes you will hear things in the kitchen. So we've got like a little kitchen area now at the 5FM studios. We've got a little kitchen area. And, um, then like there's two studios and there's a production studio in between the two and we leave the doors open, especially like if you're broadcasting by yourself, there's no one in there. And sometimes it'll sound like somebody has come in to the area or they're in the kitchen area, like moving things around, you know, whatever. And you go, hello, hello. And no one replies. And then you like get up and you look and there's nothing there, but you've heard something but you're also not sure because there's so many speakers and the sound is bouncing around often because there's reflections. No, it's, I think also your mind plays tricks on you. I'm not saying it's, it's haunted. I'm not saying it's haunted, but there's been so many times where I've been convinced one of the presenters is in the, like the presenter who's doing the next show is in the kitchen, making coffee um, or, or chilling in the green room. And they'll be like, hi, how's it going? And I walk through and no one's there, but I've been hearing noises. And I've been hearing things and nothing's, and no one's there. I'm not the only person at the station who will say this. So creepy. Um, <laughs> where did you hear that? Why did that come up? I've, I've been there before and I've been there at a weird hour. And every time it's been like these liminal spaces in one-on-one. And I get what you mean when you say hospital, but it's like hospital and airport and like weird old school. Yeah. And there's just been weird things like where I've turned a corner and the door's open now mm. and it wasn't before mm. and I'm the only one here and I did mm. not open it. So, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Proper, proper. And it's a very long time until I see another human if I can find them. Yeah, yeah. And you just like act cool, act confident, it's fine. Act cool, act uh, Yeah. I saw this TikTok the other day where the guy said, um, what do you say? And he was like, no, if ghosts could hurt people, a lot more of us would be dead. <laughs> so I was like, good to know. Good to know. They can't hurt us. They can try and give me a fright, but they can't hurt me. I'm fine. <laughs> All this ghost talk is actually kind of freaking me out, guys. So <laughs> I'm going to move on to a point that, Nicole, you brought up earlier um, about, you know, the the, the freedom, basically. Mm. Um, if, if, if someone had to come to you and be like, listen, uh, I'm 
but basically you want to start something or rather either start a podcast mm. or maybe get into radio, mm. which would you sort of recommend to them? If we're looking at everything holistically now, we're talking, you know, yeah. um, finances, we're talking, you know, the amount of freedom you get on other platform, mm. you know, and any other factors as well, you know, which would you say or which would you recommend, you know, someone should get into? Mm. So I would first need to know how old you are and what your experience is. So if you wanted to, for example, if you were young and you didn't have a lot of experience in anything, in anything, you didn't, you weren't like a voice of authority in any particular field, or you didn't, you weren't quite sure where you wanted to go. I would say, get into the radio thing, learn the radio thing and get into that, the commercial space. So you can see how things operate. You can work around people who are professionals, who it runs like a well-oiled machine going from on air, off air, like, or off air concept execution, uh, like being done perfectly, just seeing that and being a part of that. There's no better way to learn than being there. Um, so if you're a younger person, I would say try and get the radio experience if you can. And if that's exactly what you want to do, if you've got no concept about what you would want to do, if you are a bit older, you know who you are, you know what you want to do, you've got some experience, you've got something to say, uh, I would say do your own thing in, in terms of your own podcast or uh, a feature that you put together that you then shop to uh, different radio stations and see if maybe you want to get a, they can get a sponsor for it and you just do a content piece on somebody else's show, or you have, you go around to stations and maybe say, this is what I want to do on your station, or you do it yourself on your own platform. Um, and then maybe people will come to you and say like, Hey, we want to give you money for this and be able to advertise on this thing. It, the, the value is, the value is that you need to decide, would somebody want to listen to me now with, if I did my own thing, would someone listen to me? That's not my mom. Would they listen to me? Would they find me interesting? It, do, do you even know what you would do? If the answer is no, then you need to learn how to do it. How are you going to learn how to do it? Either campus radio, a course, or getting involved in a commercial radio station. I mean, good luck with that because you that's that's a proper hustle. Excuse me. Um, so the if you already have, you know, um, let's say you're a professional chef. You're a professional chef. People know who you are. You've got accreditation. You, you know what I mean? Going to a radio station isn't going to validate that more. Start your own thing. And then, I mean, maybe a station will say like, oh, listen, we want to have a, a cooking segment on like a Sunday afternoon or a, maybe like a, a Wednesday night or whatever. Or you're doing your own thing and you have sponsorship on that, whether it's a, a YouTube channel or a podcast channel or it's a, a Facebook Live or IG Live or whatever, TikTok Live where you do it, you, you've already got your thing. You know who you are. You already have an audience. You're just now providing content for them. In which case, I wouldn't say you need to go to a commercial radio station for anything. Maybe create your platform and then they'll come. They'll come to you. Do you think that the platform that you choose to create with and use um, matters in terms of suitability and being appropriate uh, just as much as the type of creator that you want to be, um, you know, like if it's not working on Instagram, then take it to TikTok, you know, or mm. is that your vibe or is it more like uh, stick it out until it pays off? 
Well, you've got to know what each platform is for. Each platform is for is for different things. So, for example, the the, the clients that I have, um, let, having the same type of content across LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter isn't going to work because the the audience is different on each one of those platforms. So you need to decide is where is my audience, the content that I'm providing, which audience is it for, the age group, the interest level, the access, um, and then build on that platform. So if it's a visual, if it's more visual, then obviously you would want to be on the visual platforms where there's where there's video. If it's um, more audio, then obviously you'd want to be in on the audio platforms. I think for if for me because I know that I I'm you know doubtful of of so many things. Even though I don't sound like it, I sound like I really don't have my my stuff together here. But I'm very doubtful and skeptical of of myself. So I would probably do. I would throw as you know you throw as much ish to the wall and you see what sticks. So I would put it on every platform and then I would just wait to see. I'd give it a year, six months maybe, see which one performs the best. And then I'd be like, okay, cool. We're going to take those two away. We're going to carry on with those ones. And that's how we're going to do it. It couldn't have been said any better than Nicole, because I mean, even with us, you know, you'll find that something that we post, say maybe on Instagram won't necessarily get the same amount of engagement on Twitter, you know, and that could be an indication that perhaps, you know, we have a different kind of audience that would be on Twitter um, and the kind of audience that we have on Instagram or Facebook. So yeah, it's a hundred percent on that one. I completely agree with you. Mm. I still have so many questions, but I think it's it sort of indicates and sort of highlights the fact that, you know, because there are so many questions, um, it probably would be a really good idea for you to get going with that course. And I doubt that I'm the only one who's got, you know, remaining questions. I think even to someone who may be listening to this, uh, who has a really keen interest in radio, you know, they may even have questions. So, yeah, I really think with the whole course thing, you know, You've got a lot of people that would need their questions answered. And I don't think there has been a more telling, you know, thing in this world, um, basically asking you and begging you to start that course. If it does happen until then, you can just find me on Instagram and like ask me stuff there. I'm happy to, to oblige. I mean, yeah, we're all just trying to do this human thing here. And it might be the end of the world. I mean, it might be the end of the world in the next 20 years anyway. So we might as well just help each other out as much as possible. So, <laughs> uh, Listen, Nicole, thank you so much for joining myself and, and Megan. Um, we learned a lot, you know, from you. And, you know, these are just the things that money can't buy. So we really appreciate the fact that, you know, you took some time out and you got on the show and we sort of got to learn, you know, from you through your experiences and such. So, yeah, we always appreciate this. Uh, and the CP Meigs, it was it was really good chatting to you guys. And if there's a development with the course, I'm sure you'll see it on my socials, or I'll just hit you up and we can go for part two. But also, if you guys want to have a chat with me in future, just about stuff that you're doing, um, you know, hit a girl up. I'm I'm happy to chat. Oh, thank you so much for that, Nicole. We really appreciate it. Uh, to close off social media handles, where do people get in touch with you online? Oh, okay, cool. Um, so I'm that Nicole, as in not this but that that nicole um it's n-i-c-o-l-e on instagram um on facebook i think you can find me under that nicole as well or nicole de silva 
on Twitter, that Nicole. I'm also on TikTok, but don't please don't be looking for my TikToks. I'm just there to to look at everything else that other people are doing. There on TikTok, I'm I'm that Nicole. Um, you can hit me up in the DMs in all of those. Dope. And as for our social media, we are at Sludge Underground on every single platform except Twitter. It's at Sludge 31 and all our episodes are available on Spotify, SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. We are Sludge Underground Podcast from myself, Megan and Nicole. It is bye for now. Yeah.